There is a story that's told. Uh, I mean, it's not a story. It was a true fact of Dr. Albert Einstein, the scientist. He had just been appointed a professor in the Institute of Advanced Studies in Princeton, uh, Princeton University. And he had just been appointed, had just moved there. And the next day, the day after he moved there, the dean's office phone rang. And the secretary picked up the phone. And someone on the other end of the line, there was a man. And this man was asking the secretary, uh, I need to talk to Dr. Einstein. And the secretary said, uh, unfortunately, he's not here at the moment. And then the person on the other end of the line said, well, maybe then you can tell me where he lives. You can tell me where Dr. Einstein lives. And the extremely polite secretary said, uh, I am sorry, I'm afraid I, I cannot do this for you because we, we are not, I'm not authorized to uh, give away private information. That is private. Uh, I can't really disclose his address. And then the voice on the other line, uh, line, uh, other end of the line, sorry, said this uh, in a whisper, don't tell anyone, please, but you know, I am Dr. Einstein. And I'm on my way home, but I forgot my address. I don't know where I live. <laughs> and I, I, I guess this is probably embarrassing. And I see some people laughing. I'm not really laughing because that might happen to me. <laughs> we may forget things. But, you know, there are some things that we should not forget. And here today in the scripture reading we had, uh, we saw people who forgot someone. And they forgot someone very special. They forgot Jesus. They left Jesus behind. And we're going to, to study this text and see what we can learn from that experience. But before I, I go into the message, let me, let me pray again that the Lord will, will bless us, will be with us through this study. And I'm going to kneel down here. If you are able to, I invite you to join me. If not, just be reverent. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, once again for this privilege. And I ask that you may be with us as we study your word. May, Lord, all the words that I say, everything that comes out of my mouth, be guided and led and inspired by you. May your Holy Spirit continue to be present in our midst. May, Lord, every thought presented here represent perfectly your, your plan for us today. Please help me keep out of the way my own ideas and anoint my lips and open up our hearts and minds that we may understand your message for us this morning. I ask you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let me share something else with you before I, I, I start to study. Uh, I, I told you a few reasons why we're going to do this reading of the book of Revelation. There are actually two more that I failed to, to mention in the beginning. The first one is that the book of Revelation, uh, even though it contains uh, valuable information and needed information for the times we're living in, right? Uh, the book of Revelation, right at the beginning, it says that it's the revelation of 
Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ is the central figure in the Bible. The Bible is God's word. And Jesus is the word that became flesh. So the book of Revelation is the revelation of Jesus Christ. And it, it is my desire that throughout the reading, throughout the year, we may see Jesus revealed through the book of Revelation. That's the first thing. And the other thing is this. Uh, Revelation says that uh, blessed is he who reads aloud and blessed, is, uh, blessed are those who listen to the words of this, this prophecy because the time is... So yes, the time is near. So there is this component that the message is very, uh, very timely, the message of the book of Revelation because it tells of things that are happening, are, are happening right now. And we need to be attentive. We need to be attentive to that as Jesus uh, reveals himself and helps prepare people who will be who is and will be his remnant in these last days. So I do pray that we may be blessed by the reading of Revelation. But today we have another reading. We have Luke chapter 2 verses 46 through 49. And if you, if you allow me, I'm going to read it again. This time, I'm going to read through the whole passage, the whole story. Beginning in verse 41. Luke chapter 2, verse 41 through verse 51. So please follow with me. Now his parents went to Jerusalem. I'm reading here from the New King James Version. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he became twelve, they went up there according to the custom of the feast. And as they were returning, after spending the full number of days, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. But his parents were unaware of it. But supposed him to be in the caravan and went a day's journey. And they began looking for him among their relatives and acquaintances. And they did not find him. They returned to Jerusalem looking for him. Then after three days they found him in the temple. Sitting in the midst of the teachers both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When they saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us this way? Behold, your father and I have been anxiously looking for you. And he said to them, Why is it that you are looking for me? Didn't you know, did you know, did you not know that I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand the statement which he had made to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth. And he continued in subjection to them. And his mother treasured all these things in her heart. In today's text we see that someone forget, forgot someone. Jesus' parents left him behind. They didn't notice that Jesus was not with them. And I'm going to go back to the text and we're going to go over a few verses at a time and see what we can learn from here. 
His parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when Jesus became 12, they went up there according to the custom of the feast. Now, what did Joseph and Mary intend with this trip down to Jerusalem? What did they intend with this trip now taking Jesus when he was 12 years old? You know, Jesus was instructed at home by his mother. Jesus didn't go to the school of the prophets. Jesus didn't go to, to, sit, uh, to sit at the feet of the rabbi. Jesus was instructed at home by his mother. And probably his parents wanted to take him to Jerusalem so he might get acquainted with the leaders at that time, with the teachers, and probably choose one of the teacher, teachers, one of the masters, for him to sit at the fit of. But this was what Joseph and Mary had intended. This was what they thought. When, when he became 12, and you know in the Jewish culture, when a boy becomes 12, between the year uh, where he's 12, in the year between his 12th and the 30th uh, birthday, that's a very important year. That's the time when the boy begins to be regarded as a man, as responsible for his own choices and options. So at that very point, Joseph and Mary wanted to take Jesus with them to Jerusalem. Now they went there, and this is what they were thinking. Oh, perhaps he will, he will get acquainted with one of the teachers and become a disciple of one of them. And Jesus went there, and he would observe every word that was said there. He would pay attention to everything. Because even though Jesus had been taught by Mary, there was one thing that Jesus didn't follow. Jesus did not follow the traditions of the rabbis of the time. Jesus had his, his, uh, his feet very grounded in the truth that he learned from scripture, but not necessarily follow the traditions of the leaders of the time. So this is what Joseph and Mary wanted, but what Jesus got from that experience was probably something different. Now verse 43 says, As they were returning, after spending the full number of days, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents were unaware of it. What did that visit to the temple really represent for Jesus? Well, he, he paid attention to everything that happened there, to every detail. He watched as people would come and, and sacrifice animals. He watched as people would come and kneel down and worship the Lord. He watched as the priests were dressed in pure white linen and how seriously they would perform their duties. He watched all of that. He observed everything that was happening there and he saw how serious all of that was. But at some point during the trip, as Jesus was observing what was happening there, as Jesus was watching, and as Jesus was taking part in the, in the service, in the worship, he started to make the link between what he saw 
and one he found what he had always studied in Scripture. And all of a sudden he understood that all of that was pointing to the coming Messiah. And more of that, he realized that he was the Messiah. And this is the only explanation that we can find for the fact that he stayed behind by himself, even though he was only 12. How could a 12-year-old boy feel so comfortable miles away from home to stay behind by himself in the temple in the midst of grown-up people? How could he, could he be so comfortable, so at home, so at ease with that, except for the fact that he realized that that was the house of his father. That was the real house of his real father. So that's why he stayed behind. You see the prophet Isaiah in the book of Isaiah chapter 49. If you have your Bibles, you can, you can open that up. In Isaiah 49 verse 15. And Isaiah says, Can a woman forget her nursing child and have no compassion on the son of her womb? Even these may forget, but I will not forget you. So can a mother forget her nursing child? I'm not a mother, but I believe it's, I have a hard time believing that a mother would forget his son or his daughter, her son or her daughter. But the Lord is saying here that even these may forget, even mothers may forget their children, but I will not forget you. And right here in Luke chapter 2, we have a proof that yes, mothers may forget their children. And in verse 44, in verse 44 of chapter 2 of Luke, we see that they, the parents of Jesus, they supposed him to be in the caravan. And went a day's journey, and they began looking for him among their relatives and acquaintances. Now they start their trip back after the festivities, after Passover uh, was finished. They start their way back to Nazareth. And they suppose that Jesus was with them. They suppose that Jesus was in the caravan. And they didn't realize that Jesus wasn't with them. And they went a day's journey. They, wa they walked a whole day. They're walking forward. They're moving forward. In the direction of Nazareth. They walked a whole day. They were sure, absolutely sure that Jesus was with them. And that they were with Jesus. I believe that Mary and Joseph were big students of the word so much so that Mary taught Jesus the scriptures and I believe that they knew by heart the promises we find in Psalm 121 for example and let's go to Psalm 121 Psalm 121 beginning in verse 3 beautiful promises in the Bible beautiful promises about the protection about God's care for his children Beginning in verse 3, we read, He will not allow your foot to slip. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. 
The sun will not smite you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will protect you from all evil. He will keep your soul. The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forever. So I'm sure that Joseph and Mary knew this by heart. And they knew that the Lord would guard them in their going out and in their coming in. They were sure that the Lord would protect them from all evil. They would keep their souls. The Lord would not let the sun smite them by day. Nor the moon by night. But this is a beautiful promise. But there was a reason why I didn't read verses 1 and 2. Let's go back to the beginning of, of Psalm 121. In verse 1, right at the beginning we see, I lift my eyes, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. From where shall my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. So if I can tell you one thing, the Lord has indeed promised to protect you. The Lord has indeed promised to walk with you. The Lord has indeed protect, promised to protect you from the elements. But the first thing you and I must do is lift up our eyes. We must lift up our eyes and search for the presence of Jesus. We have to ask Him that He be with us. We can't just assume we can't just assume that wherever we go, whatever we do, the Lord will be with us if we are not with Him. If we are not keeping pace with Him. You see, Joseph and Mary walked about 35 or 40 kilometers, a whole day's journey. And they probably had enough, enough conversation with their friends and relatives and acquaintances. They had much to talk about. About everything that had happened in the previous week at the temple. They had so much to talk. So many news. So, uh, so much conversation between you know, them. And talking about the various perspectives that they had throughout the week. The blessings. How blessed they were. And they never realized that Jesus was not with them. And that they were not with Jesus. It was only when... Dusk came. It was only when evening came. When the darkness of the night fell upon them. That they realized that they were with Jesus. Without Jesus. So here is a warning for all of us. Because like Joseph and Mary. We may be moving forward very successfully. We may have a target. We may have a, an objective. We may have a purpose. And we are moving forward toward that. And things are happening. Maybe you've been, you've been looking for a job and the Lord has blessed you with one. And you are moving forward. Everyone in the family is healthy. Everything is happening. You are being successful in your businesses. You are being successful as you build your house. As you renovate your house. As you move from here to there. Everything is perfect and fine. But that's no indication necessarily that Jesus is with you. Or that you are with Jesus. You might think that well if things are going well in my life. That's a sign that I am with the Lord. Not necessarily. Nothing wrong happened to Joseph and Mary. As they walked the whole day's journey. Nothing wrong absolutely. 
They were surrounded with friends. They were all healthy. Everything was fine. The, the way was clear before them. But the Lord was not with them. And this may be our case. We may be thinking that because things are all right. Because the way is clear before us. The Lord is with us. But it's only when the night comes. It's only when we need the helpful hands of Jesus. When we need the laborious hands of Jesus. That we need Him to help us set up our tent. That we need Him to help us search our things. That we realize we don't have His hands around us. Realize we are, we are far away from Him. We finally realize that maybe many kilometers ago. A long time ago. We left the Lord behind and you know what the sad thing is that Joseph and Mary in verse 44 here Joseph and Mary the first thing they did when they realized Jesus was not with them in verse 44 supposed him to be in the group they went a day's journey but then they began to search for him among their relatives and acquaintances one sad thing about this is that more and more we see that when we realize Jesus is not around we may go to a friend's house we may go to family we may go to a relative's house and we see that Jesus is not there either we see that Jesus is not part of our day-to-day -day conversation everything is fine there is there is joy, there is good conversation, there is an excellent environment, everyone is friendly, but Jesus is not a part of the conversation. Jesus is not there. And you go from tent to tent, from house to house, from friend to friend, from relative to relative, and you can't find Jesus there. So you and I, who are here today, we've been called to lift up Jesus. We've been called to bring Jesus back to the conversation. We've been called to bring Jesus' love, to bring Jesus' principles, His teachings to the conversation, into our day-to-day -day lives, to do our day-to-day -day living. Now everything that I'm saying here is not a criticism. Uh, is, is in no way a criticism to Joseph and Mary, right? Joseph and Mary, they were, they were, uh, uh, how do you say in English? They were finger, they were picked, especially for this task by God, right? Mary and Joseph to be the, the earthly parents of Jesus. But they were, they were simple human beings like you and I are, Right? It was a great privilege that they had, but they were but human beings. And every human being can at some point forget something. Like I just forget the proper expression here. But anyway, we all can forget things. So I'm not criticizing. I have, my wife and I, we forgot our children. We forgot my son uh, twice, and we forgot my daughter once. And some of you may be looking at me and thinking, wow, that's an absurd, but I... I bet that some of you here may have already forgotten your children. 
You know, uh, and it's not a good feeling, is it? Not at all. It's not a good feeling at all. And I can only imagine that Joseph and Mary suffered a lot as they went through that. We today will look back in hindsight and we'll read the story and we will learn from that. And we still lose our children, right? But uh, I can imagine that they were suffering with that. And in verse 24, uh, verse 45, after they realized that Jesus was not with them, after they realized that Jesus was not with their relatives, with the friends, they stopped, they quit everything they were doing. And verse 45 says, they, when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem, searching for him. So in fairness to Joseph and Mary, they never, they never wasted any second. As soon as they realized Jesus was not with them, they went back to Jerusalem looking for him. And maybe on the way to Jerusalem, we may be able to find him. Maybe he's coming a little slower than our group was. Maybe we'll find him at some point. So let's go back. Let's walk backwards now. Go back to Jerusalem. And so they are now doing the way, the way to Jerusalem for the second time now. Looking for Jesus. The Bible is not clear here. It's, it doesn't specify if they left immediately at night. As soon as they realized that Jesus was not with them. Or if they left in the morning. I would think that they left in the morning because it would be a dangerous thing to leave in the evening. But they might as well have left immediately. And they went back looking for Jesus. And I can only imagine what's going on uh, going through their minds. Joseph and Mary, they're thinking now, well maybe, we never thought about this. But maybe somehow someone realized that that 12 year old boy was Jesus. The one who was able to get away from the decree that Herod once issued for all boys 12, 2 years old and, young, and, and younger to be killed. So maybe now they found out that he was one of them and he was killed. Maybe he was caught and killed. What happened to Jesus? Where is he? And, and they go back now and probably they were blaming each other, right? Like we do. As human beings. And you see when Jesus was not in the home. When Jesus is not in the household. We tend to blame each other. When we, we don't bring more of Jesus. When we don't bring more of his word to our home. There is lack of tolerance. There is a shortage of patience. There is a lack of understanding. And even a shortage of love. As they were looking for Jesus, as they were searching for Jesus, they had to walk against the multitude. They had to walk against those who were leaving Jerusalem. And maybe as we, as you and I search for Jesus, maybe as we look for a closer relationship with Him, we also will have to walk against the current, against the flow. In their search for Jesus, they had to walk several kilometers back. And maybe that's what we'll have to do. To go back to that place where we had a very personal and real encounter with Jesus. They were astonished. That's what the Bible say, says. That they were astonished. They were afflicted. They were completely 
out of control and they had to find Jesus immediately. And I tell you, my friend, if you need to have a real encounter with Jesus, if you need to go back to the place, do it. To the place where you first met Jesus. Or if you need to have this encounter with the Lord for the first time, do whatever you need to. Even if that means to be separated from some friends who don't share the same thoughts as you do now. Even if you have to suffer the consequences of perhaps losing a few friends. But stay with Jesus. Stay with the Lord. The Bible continues to say here in verses 46 through 49. 46 through 49 of Luke chapter 2. After three days they found him in the temple. Sitting among the teachers. Listening to them. And asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when his parents saw him. They were astonished. And his mother said to him. Son. Why have you treated us like this? Behold your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. And he said to them. Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? You see after three days. One single day, one single day without Jesus, one single day without a close relationship with Him, meant three days searching for Him. And it's just like that in our lives. It's just like that in our experience. So I, I recommend, I encourage you, I encourage you that every day you spend time you spend time in devotion. You spend time reading the Bible. You spend time praying. You spend time talking with the Lord. Because when you don't do that. It's going to be harder tomorrow. And it's going to be even harder the day after tomorrow. And you lose that, that relationship. You lose that intimacy with the Lord. You know I travel. I use it to travel a lot when I was with It Is Written. And when I was younger, I enjoyed to travel a lot, right? It was fancy to go on an airplane and, and fly from here to there. Uh, maybe it's still fancy. I just don't find it to be anymore. And I'd rather stay home all the time if I could. So I used to travel a lot. And even if it's a one-week travel, when you come back home, you still love your spouse. You still love your children. But, but you miss on something because you know you were not with them all the time and and things continue to happen in our in your house right they continue to live the lives they continue to share that space together my wife and the kids so when you come back you have to catch up with that even if you talk to them on the phone but that intimacy you you, you lose a little bit of that and with Jesus it, it isn't different you need to have communion with him every day you need to pray every day. You need to study every day. You, you have to listen to His voice every day. So you never lose a little, even a little bit of that intimacy with Him. One day without the Lord meant three days going backwards. Three days looking for Him. One day lived 
carelessly and they lost sight of Jesus. Now in verse 48, there is something interesting here that I just read. Because Mary, as soon as she saw Jesus, she she said, they were astonished. Then she said, son, why have you treated us so? Because your father and I have been looking for you in great distress. Why have you done this? Why have you done this to us? So in other words, you and I know there is a human tendency of blaming others for whatever goes wrong, right? And this was no different with Mary. She looked at Jesus and said, why have you done this to us? So in this case, whenever you you get away from Jesus, it is the Lord's fault, right? It is as if it was his fault. So we need to be careful with this. The Lord is always going after us. The Lord is always waiting for us to come back to him. And if ever we get away from him, we must realize that it has been our fault. It's because we have not kept up with him. It's because we have not kept our relationship with him. But you know what the beautiful thing here is in this story? Is that in verse 51, the Bible says that he, Jesus, went down with them and came to Nazareth. And he was submissive to them. Even though Jesus didn't do anything wrong. Jesus was there in the house of his real father. Jesus was there talking about spiritual things. And his father and his parents forgot him. Then they come back. And even though Jesus hadn't done anything wrong. And even though his mother had just scolded him and said, Why have you done this to us? Jesus was humble, was submissive, and went back to Nazareth with them. So here is the Bible promise for you and I. That maybe... Like Joseph and Mary, we've been searching for Jesus. Maybe like Joseph and Mary, we need now a closer relationship with Him. We need to be with Him every time, all the time. So maybe you feel yourself far away from the Lord. Maybe you feel like you have been gone astray. Maybe you feel that you are no longer in that close intimate relationship with the Lord and the beautiful thing of that is that whenever you renew your commitment to the Lord whenever you come back to him he will humbly walk with you again he'll never look at you and say oh you left me behind I don't want anything to do with you anymore he will always love you you don't want to You don't want to hurt the Spirit. You don't want to hurt the Holy Spirit. But the Bible promises that if you come to the Lord humbly and with sincerity of heart, the Lord will accept you. So here is our message for today. That while it is day that we need to straighten out our walk with the Lord, that we need to come closer to Him, 
And we need to, to prize this intimacy with Jesus. And study the word. And pray. And spend time with him. And, sp and spend time in, in quietness. And silence. So we can, we can hear God's voice. We can hear the Holy Spirit leading us. In the way we need to take. And when we do this, the Lord will always, always be willing to help you out. The Lord will never reject a sincere child of His who comes with a sincere heart looking for a closer relationship with Him. This is my prayer for you, for myself, for our families in the year 2016. Like our brother David said, we make many resolutions at the beginning of the year. And there is nothing wrong with that. It's not too hard to make resolutions. It is harder to, to keep them. Right? And to follow through. But if everything fails, may we never, never allow ourselves to, to get away from the Lord. Because the Lord will be always coming after us. He'll be always looking for us. So please, let's study the Bible. Let's spend time with the Lord. Let's grow in our relationship with Him. And by doing this, we'll be transformed. We'll be changed. And this intimacy that we develop with Him will be essential as we move closer and closer to the coming of the Lord. Like I said two weeks ago. If I had to ask you here if you love the Lord. If I were to ask you here if you, if you recognize God as being your creator. I'm sure I know what the answer would be. But what we're going to go through. As we get close to the coming of the Lord. As we, what we're going to go through in the great tribulation. We can't even imagine. So we need to, to have our walk with the Lord grounded and firm right now. So whatever may come, will stand. The Lord bless you all, not only today, but throughout 2016. God bless.